Hi, friends. Welcome to our Christmas party. That sounds fun podcast Christmas party. And I am sad to tell you, it's our last week. Christmas is here. You've got to go home and be with your families and your friends and your people. So you just can't stay here, guys. The party is over, but not before we have one last friend join us. By the way, I'm Annie F. Downs. I am your host of this party and this podcast. And today I made a call, got one of our favorite people back in here with us. You know it. Our pal Eddie Koffeltz. Listen, that guy is hilarious and smart and fun. And I just knew that if we had to end a party, which I never love ending a party, but if we had to end a party, I wanted to end it with Eddie. So that is what we did. So today we get to hear from our old pal, Eddie Koffeltz. This whole Christmas party started with our friend Landon at Living with Landon, talking about how to decorate your house. Then the girls from She Reads Truth about how you celebrate Advent and what that looks like. And then Ann Voskamp joined us, who is amazing, about her new book, The Broken Way, as well as as her family traditions around Christmas time. And then last week was Christy Knuckles with her new album, The Thrill of Hope, that is so good and I cannot quit it. I cannot quit it. And we end the party in a super fun way, of course, with our buddy, Eddie Koffeltz. So I hope you enjoy this conversation at our lovely little Christmas party with our buddy, Eddie. Um, okay, so first thing, do you know that I have a group of people that eat lunch together on Monday? We call it Noodle Monday. Have you ever seen me talk about Noodle Monday? I have. Or have we started the show? Is this happening? I mean, we can't. I, I, sure, yes. Oh, great. We're going. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more about Noodle Monday. <laughs> well, I just, it, one of the things we cover in Noodle Monday is we do our first topic when we sit down at whatever table we pick at the farmer's market is old business, new business. And I just think we need to lap into some old business before we hit new Christmas business. I would I would have thought the the first topic at Noodles, Noodle Monday would have been noodles. Like you're just launching into what kind of noodles you had. Okay. So at Noodle Monday, there isn't a noodle option. It's it's called Noodle Monday because we started in, at the farmer's market. It's like a food court at a mall, except it's like farmer's markety food mm-hmm. and international food. And we started it because we were always getting the ramen noodles. Because it is literally, Eddie, the guy opens a pack of ramen noodles and makes it oh. <laughs> and then adds chicken and vegetables to it. Oh, I love so that. So you're paying someone to make you ramen, pretty much. Yeah, it's eight, like, it's eight of them for a dollar, and he's adding another 10 cents worth of ingredients. And, and then charging me seven ninety nine. Can we talk about the mall food court? No, you've got other stuff to do. You No, you, no, no. We can talk about the mall food court. I love a food court. Do you not? I mean, I do. I do. But that walking by thing where the lady is handing chicken mm, is... I know. Is it's, like, and it's always chicken. Always chicken. And I have, I'm 50-50 with it, right? Because part of me is just like, listen, I don't really want this. But then part of me is like, it's just reflex. If I'm walking and somebody <laughs> hands me a food... I'm just going to grab that and eat it without, I don't even know what she's handing me. Right. She's, it's just on a toothpick. Yeah. And it's going in my mouth. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just a, re, it's a human reflex. But right. I, and then how often do you actually pick that food though? Oh, or are you not even stopping in the food court? You just park there and you got to get to, no, no. you know, no. Spencer's. <laughs> oh, something. I got to get to Spencer's. <laughs> I have got to get my wife something real nice for Christmas. <laughs> she needs a m- new movie poster. <laughs> that's, that's right. Or just a, <laughs> or a, a kitschy t-shirt. Yeah, some blacklight Jimi Hendrix stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
expensive. <laughs> but if because I never actually buy the food that they offer at the tasting. Do you want a piece of chicken? Place? No, no, no. Like if I'm in the food court, I'm definitely like, hey, I'm I'm going to the Indian place. I know what's there. I've surveyed the food court. It's not. Mm. But when you walk by, it's it's hard to know. But I'm overall, I have a weird relationship with food samples. Like my kids will love to get a sample in Costco, yeah. but I'm like, we're not, oh, we're not buying Costco's it. sample heaven. Right. But if you're not going to buy it and you know, should you take the sample? My gosh, I've never crossed that bridge before. I mean. Well, let's, let's pause the show and spend 35 minutes on this. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do. That's a hot take, Eddie. That is a hot take. Right. Because you just know they're giving out the samples so that you, not because they want you to have a snack. They want you to buy this, mm. right, this lemon pepper chicken thing or something, right? Right. But if I know I'm not, I still, you know, and the hard part is I take the sample, but I know that it's an ethical <laughs> flaw. Like, I know that it's, as a man, I feel ashamed. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. That steps into your manhood to take the piece of lemon pepper chicken that you will not be purchasing in bulk. But a lot of things but do. I'm pretty guilty all the time. <laughs> Runs into right. territory. <laughs> Right. I'll find some way to feel sad. I just can't. I can't imagine passing up that little hot dog wrapped in a piece of um, dough, like a pig in a blanket that Costco's offering me. We're back, even to, though I'm probably not going to buy it. Right. We're back to the thing. If you're running a marathon and you're running by someone, and someone just puts out the water, you're going to grab the water and you're going to take a sip of it, or you're going to throw it mm -hmm. on your head, and you're going to keep going. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is this is the Costco marathon. You can't mm, sure. not get it. It's just you need the nourishment, right? And that lady, to survive. <laughs> right? I cannot possibly make it people <laughs> into the freezer section. Yeah, I can't. I can't enter that row that has all the computer things. I just oh. can't even go there because that stresses me out. That if there not. were not sustenance in the building, I would not go there at all. No, it's a terrible, uh, terrible place. Back to Noodle Monday. Sorry. Back to Noodle Monday. Oh, don't have to be sorry. Old business, new business is how we lead. Oh, yeah, because there's only one. What I was telling you is there's only one noodle place, the ramen place. But now we've branched out and sometimes get barbecue or Indian or Chinese or sushi. The guy will just, you just walk up to him and tell him what you like on your sushi. And he just does that. And then Ooh. goes, uh, $4. And you're like, okay. okay. <laughs> Down the street, that's $14. <laughs> right. So I will take it will in take bulk. Um, mm. But so at Noodle Monday, we lead with old business, new business. Okay. And you and I have podcasted previously. Yes. And there is some old business hanging out there that I want to update you on. I'm some old, some old sandal business. And and first of all, thank you for having me back on the show. This is feels uh, like a real privilege. Second of all, there's definitely old sandal business. So let's get to it. <laughs> and you know, this is our Christmas party. So you're like ending our Christmas party with a bang. We've had a, we've had a month long Christmas party, and at each time it's like we're walking over to a different part of the party and talking to people. And I feel like you're the guy, and I'm the girl who stay at the party till the end because the host loves us and wants us to kind of help clean, but mainly just be funny while she cleans? Yes, or that's probably more your MO. I'm probably right now at this point in the party, I'm the like last guest who's just like, hey, let's go. <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Like it's midnight, man. You're like, hey, we could we could go now. Yeah, or it's now. Like, it's like three AM and we're just done with this party, but there's that one guy sitting there who just wants to mm. talk about sandals. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the worst. So let's talk about sandals. <laughs> like we wish Annie um, hadn't left. Annie was the best. Yeah. 
Not this guy. What a See, bummer. I don't love the cleaning up. I really don't love the cleaning up, but I love being there during the cleaning up because I think that's fun. Because it's usually our friends who are hosting the party, so it's your friends. And it is fun to stand there and talk to them. And I'll help do the dishes. I just won't, like, love it. That's not why you're there, though. So you can look like you're helping. So you, like, take a wine glass and you move it from one side of the counter to the Mm -hmm. other. I slide them all together so that the people, if we want to go Enneagram, it's so that the Enneagram 2s can get to cleaning them. While the Enneagram 7s just stand there and talk. Right. I don't even, I haven't done this Enneagram thing yet. Oh, I know, gracious. but I went to school that for... That really surprises... Oh, you went to school for what? Counseling. What are you going to fill in there? Okay, counseling. And I, I was think- like, a different... You went to school for a different personality <laughs> test? No. I went to school for Myers-Briggs. I just, I just can't... Right. Well, I kind of did, right? So I went to counseling school, and I've just done so much reflection on myself that I almost sure. can't take another moment of awakening, which is just me going like, I know that I'm just running from some real truth here. And yeah. So I probably yeah. just need to do, I'm literally, I can see the book in my bookshelf right now. I need oh, which to, one? The Road Back to You or the Richard Rohr? It's like some huge blue workbook. Yeah, that yeah, I'm, yeah. It's Richard Rohr, I bet. Yeah. Shauna told me to get it and I just haven't done it. But yeah. yes, okay. So you should, you're- Don't you know how the world works? When Shauna Nequist tells you to do something, you do it. I do. Yeah, I really should. She is kind of a yeah. wise sage, isn't she? Yes. And you just don't mess with her. You do what she says. Yeah. Especially when she gave, gave us this recipe for a- uh, Man, it's like arugula and eggs and stuff. That recipe uh-huh. has like changed our eating life. Really? Um, yeah, and that was just one thing from Shauna. We should really continue on and. What do. else happens with the arugula? Okay, I'll give it to you. So on the plate, <laughs> you, you do a little. You do a little bed of arugula. It's on her Instagram. A little bed uh-huh. of arugula, a little bit of goat cheese, a little bit of sunflower seeds, a little bit sprinkled on top. Uh-huh. And there's this really quick lemon like uh, lemon vinaigrette dressing that you whip together. And it's like, uh-huh. not even like whip together like a chef would do it, but it takes you and I an hour. Like it actually can yep. be done pretty much on the fly. So yeah. you put a little bit of that on there, on there and then you do a super runny egg over top of it, or like a okay. over easy egg. And I really thought I wouldn't like it. And it absolutely, it's unbelievable. And that's how from, much are we, are y'all eating that once a week? Oh, easily, easily wow. once or twice a week. Uh, yeah, because those are all things you can just keep. You know, there's right. a difference between like chefs and right. like people who put meals together like a Lego set. You know, like <laughs> the pieces are all there and you just stack them. Right. And I feel like that's the kind of cook you and I probably are. I'm like, a, give me all the pieces and I can for sure put them together. Right. But that yeah. leftover shallot is going to sit there until it starts to grow another little shallot out of it. And I have to throw it away because <laughs> in right. my life, I have no idea how I could freestyle with a shallot. No, <laughs> like but no- I hate that you just told everyone the title of my next book. So Freest- that's embarrassing. <laughs> freestyle with a shallot. <laughs> that's the first Annie F. Downs cookbook coming out. And I'm so mad you told everyone. Um, <laughs> that's a great recipe. I'm going to steal that from Shauna. I don't love uh, uh, super runny eggs, but I'm trying to because it feels like you're supposed to. It feels ha- like it's cool. I've been, I would say that super runny eggs has been what has defined 2016 for me. It has been, I've been so into That's a them. weird year, bud. <laughs> it has been a super weird year. <laughs> not a lot of major accomplishments. I'm, yeah, not a lot went down in 16 because all I want to talk about is eggs. Yeah, I really want to get into eggs because I've been a scrambled eggs guy. Yeah, I mean, what but you, you switched to runny. What do you eat? Yeah, I'm scrambled. I'm hard-boiled, honestly. Hard-boiled, hard-boiled is my boiled. go-to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have those all the time. I bought a machine and... 
Alton Brown, who is, if I were to pick a culinary hero, Alton Brown would be him. Okay. I love Alton Brown. And yeah. he says, don't have anything in your kitchen that only does one thing. Like, don't have a little machine in your kitchen that only boils eggs. Right. Because that's ridiculous. But let me tell you what, right. my little egg boiler does its job once a week, boiling What's... me six eggs. Six eggs? Yeah, you in a week though. That's like one a day. Well, you know, remember I don't, I can't eat dairy. I'm allergic to dairy, so I, so oh. me getting little uh, snack protein snacks is kind of hard. But I can oh. throw an egg in my pocket. <laughs> and, I can throw an egg in my pocket and have the and head out. pockets on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my pockets are disgusting, oh. but I've always got a protein snack upon me. Egg, huh? Hard boiled egg. Yeah, hard boiled yeah, is my go-to. So I, yeah, I don't do, but Joy Agrich. Uh, Reed, our dear mutual friend. Love her. She loves a runny egg, man. She treats it like it is like a heavenly moment when she breaks open that yolk and it runs all over things. Because that yolk has to be with a friend. So like if it's <laughs> if it's gotta be like with bread or yeah, in, yeah, in, sure. in a salad, it kind of runs in and sort of makes this like lovely dressing. It yeah. can't just be that because that in and of itself is just yellowy chicken like snot. And that's all. That's it. That's my problem is it feels like it feels like liquid chicken and I can't. Well, I can't get past that it's a liquid chicken. I mean, it is liquid chicken, right? It has, it has DNA in it. Hard boiled chicken feels fine to me, but liquid chicken just gro- it feels <laughs> it feels gross to me. Hard boiled egg is really more just like on that spectrum. It's like the I'm sure you're dead. the steak well done is a hard-boiled egg yeah (laughs) that's exactly right 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 (laughs) yeah maybe that's it maybe the same the raw the the raw chicken juice is equivalent to me of a bloody steak like a rare steak that still has red juice coming out of it Mm. i'm always like no 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 i can see i can see that there's something in me that feels right about that yet i still like the runny egg but i know what you're saying yeah i'm sorry Mm. if i just ruined runny i mean it was the highlight of your 2016 you are going to need to refocus next year well i got a couple weeks left of 2016 i may make some real you know big changes i may start the enneagram book that may come in oh my gosh eddie when you finish that we'll do and we'll do round three of you on the podcast because I would love to hear your thoughts on What's, Enneagram once you get going. What my Enneagram type is. That'll be yeah. interesting to see. You That's, don't have a type. You have a number. It's fine. We don't have to get into semantics, but I'm just yeah, saying. Right. I'm probably a number five. Let's oh, just put, might, I mean. Yeah, I, just say it. Just say it. We'll see what happens. I'm a five with a, uh, with a chicken wing or whatever people say. <laughs> <laughs> with a runny chicken wing. Right. That's the problem. Right. That's what You're a five with a runny chicken wing. Ew. Yeah. Um, yes. The old business about Sand- the sandals. Sandals I want. I just can't. I can't leave the old business because, listen, the hotel where I, if you'll recall, last time we spoke, I yes. told you that I had lost a pair of sandals. Oh, God. Yes. Right? Remember I left them in a hotel? No, so I, the hotel I, do, sh- I do remember, which is just an awful. Which is horrible. I know. I'm sorry to make you go back there. Oh, so dirty. The hotel mails them to me. Annie. Right? Congratulations. Puts the address on my on the box wrong. Something happens. Somehow I maybe gave them the wrong address. I probably gave them the wrong address. I probably no. don't know where I live. They send it back. FedEx sends it back to their warehouse in Memphis. Huh. The hotel was in Alabama. Eddie, it is at the warehouse in Memphis. They will not let me pay to ship it back to my house. They will not send it back to the hotel. Whoa. I, I, I just can't have them. No, I just can't have them. This is purgatory, right? It, is- my favorite Target sandals are in purgatory in Memphis because there is literally no way, like, 
FedEx won't let me. The hotel has to call a FedEx phone number and using their FedEx number, tell them that they can release the sandals to me. Wait. So even if you and a friend got in the car and were like, let's be let's be silly, right? Like, let's go. Let's be silly and run for some sandals. Well, yeah, right. Let's go. We'll get Memphis barbecue. We'll like uh-huh. listen to like music the whole way. It'll be super fun. And you show up at the FedEx facility. Tom Hanks is there, ready to greet you and let you in. I don't the, know why Tom Hanks works there, but yes, Castaway. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay. It wasn't a great reference. It's just what I think of. <laughs> I was like, I like this story so much. Yeah. But, so even if you show up, you give them uh-huh. a copy of your book and also your ID, and you're like, yep. it's me. That and I- American dollars. They will not let me have it. So they are in purgatory. Yep. So your dream has come true. You spoke it into existence. But- I don't ever get my sandals back. I, I just think sandals should be a disposable item. At <laughs> and so they are. And so they are. <laughs> um, do you have any old business we need to cover before we get into what we've really come here for 20 minutes in? Um, some Christmas hot takes. I would like to say, old business-wise, your friends on Twitter are the best. I have gotten oh, to yeah? continually laugh and enjoy <laughs> our episode up until like last week because people yeah. just quote and tag and it's really fantastic eddie how about the guys who invited us to a um like a cookout or a bonfire yeah why those guys i was like we just got invited to a bonfire but you know what though like if it was feasible if the guy was like yeah i'm over on the other side of orlando i was like yeah okay yeah oh to be sure i mean you'd almost drive to memphis for sandals if you thought you could get them cleared (laughs) that's right so you better believe I'm driving across Nashville for a bonfire. You got that right. I know. It's so nice. But I also also would feel, I sometimes feel like when I get to meet friends who I've met first on the podcast, but then I meet them in person, I just know they're not as impressed. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Why? There's Because <laughs> I'm a little quieter. I don't have you or four other people making jokes when I'm quiet. Right. Oh, sure, sure. I'm sure. just kind of like, hey, what's up, man? And then you can just tell, like, the anticipation of like, what? Do you like, say something funny. Say something funny. And I'm just like, what's the deal with sandals? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then you crumple, right. and then you start moving the wine glasses by the sink because yeah. you're ready to go. Yeah, the gotta, party's over. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I got a Christmas tree to water at home. I got a whole thing. <gasps> Eddie, that is one of our hot takes. Listen, people are going to, as we said yesterday on text, they're going to warm their hands by the flames of these hot takes today. Uh, real tree versus fake tree. There is no verse. Uh, there's, <laughs> you always get a real tree, 100%. Whoever gets a fake tree? Uh, do you, do fake I, tree? I do. I do. I do. I only have ever had fake trees in my adult life, for sure. I think my parents have had real ones a few times. It's just so convenient, Eddie, because it's just in my basement. Okay, but like, I hear you. (laughs) So you, let's just talk about, let's compare our our rituals. Okay. So when it's day after Thanksgiving or whatever, and you're ready to get get everything ready in the Annie F. Downs home. Yep. What do you do? You you turn on some music? You just... I put on a Hallmark Christmas movie. Sure. Because they are a gift. They're a gift to our nation. (laughs) And I turn one on and I bring everything up from the basement, tree included. Right. I unbox it. I start putting its pieces together. I start spreading out its wings, as I call them. 
branches. Yeah. Start spreading the wings. Plug that puppy in, and she is ready to go. It takes me and it takes me forty five minutes. So your real your real like point on this is it's efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's efficient and consistently beautiful. Okay. Let me tell you how then I do the complete opposite for Christmas. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Eve and Lucy and Brianne, two daughters and wife, we yep. all load into the car on the day after Thanksgiving and we drive okay. to Santa's Christmas tree farm, which is oh. in the middle of Florida where like, if there's going to be a Florida news story, it's going to come from around here. It's happening it, there. Got it's, it. a, it's a real back part of Florida. Sure. So we go to Eustis, Florida, and there's Santa's Christmas tree farm, where we spend at least an hour playing around, seeing Santa. Playing around all, doing what? Yeah, you seeing know. Santa? They have little petting zoo things, and they have a little horse you can ride, a little bounce around thing. You know, you do the Man, whole thing. Man, Orlando loves to have attractions. Oh, everything's a thing here. Y'all <laughs> like, love an attraction. Oh, <laughs> we really do. Then we get on a tractor that is pulled by some guy, and it's like a hayride, <laughs> and he pulls us what? out to the Christmas tree field, and we walk around. I'm not believing this. The girls give me a saw. We walk around. We find a tree. Wait, the girls hold the saw the whole time? Well, it's been on the back of the tractor. One of the girls okay. goes, gets the saw and brings it to me. Okay. They're five. They can hold a saw. I'm just not going to let them use it yet. Then sure. we cut down a tree, bring it home. Everybody's exhausted. At least a five-hour round trip, and we have a tree that is absolutely dead. So you tell me. <laughs> who wins? Who wins, who wins this argument? We're covered in sap. Somebody's crying. Everybody's and hungry. <laughs> everyone's hungry. It's, no one's going to the food court. We're going no, no. straight back home. No. Daddy, needs, a, Daddy needs quiet. We're not listening to Christmas music. Dad cannot handle this right now. But like, Eddie, how many... Do you have to water that thing every day? Because let me tell you how many times I've watered my Christmas tree. None of the times. Okay. I put water in it when I install it. And then it's a series throughout the rest of the holiday season of me sitting down because the TV, it's pretty close to our TV. So I'm sitting down watching the newest, you know, episode of The Crown, which I think oh. we talked about. Old business is still new business. You got to watch Thank that you. show. I know. I know. And I'm watching The Crown and I'm real settled in and I go, gosh, I have not watered that thing in two months. I, it's, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely dying. As you and see, then you say, honey, bring me a cup of water. One of the big cups, like from a football game. Yeah. Can I get like a more like a, can you fill the, the blender with water? Something. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, babe, we have pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> we don't I'm, need to fill the blender with water. <laughs> right. But this is when I start bargaining with myself because I'm so lazy that I just don't want to get okay. up. So I'm sure. just like, I will definitely, definitely. Like when this episode's done, I will go and and then done. I've never watered the tree since the day we installed it. Okay. It's basically okay. dead. So every once in a while, one of our ornaments just comes gently tumbling to the ground because <laughs> it's sitting on a dead Because that branch, yeah, the branch has given up hope. Oh, it's it's long since. <laughs> yeah, it, the death knell has happened. Hospice has left. This tree is done. Right, right. Yeah, hospice. Wow, okay, so always hospice a real a tree. To say. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. We're down with it here. That's all. I mean, it's the end of the party. People say weird stuff at the end of the party. Oh, yeah. It's all fine. of our, all of our, we only have the real friends left at this point. Yeah, that's right. So everybody now is like, yeah, we're into, yeah, both oh, of y'all, yeah. we're not surprised. Oh, yeah, we're home. That's this what they're home. saying. So yeah, 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 yeah. Real treat, though, I don't have a huge, like, I don't, like, I think it's, 
I think it's pretty lazy if your if your fake tree excuse is that like it kills the environment or something because I'm just like okay whatever I don't okay. really I don't even have a good response for that. like come on is that an environmental thing I don't know that I know that I believe you I don't I just didn't know that I knew that I mean it can't be great to just purposely go every year and kill millions of trees just well but at the end you can recycle them so there's something but that's still not making carbon dioxide like it, we've still yeah. we've still but i'm also like dominion wow, o- science dominion over the science. earth right yeah do we have science mike could he pop on real quick because i'm actually not <laughs> sure if they do make carbon dioxide it might be oxygen and it may just be Christmas i think we smell. i think they what was the last part you said Christmas tree smell, whatever that is. Smell. I thought you said breast milk. And I was like, uh, nope, I can tell you the science of that. That's nope, not what not, a tree makes. Not going to riff on you with that. Continue <laughs> yeah, on. Don't. don't. <laughs> uh, okay, now I need you to tell our friends your strong dislike for eggnog, because I'm going to no, ar- no. argue that with you. No, broader. It's broader than that. I oh. believe that no one likes eggnog. And I think, I think that they're... <laughs> Your text said eggnog. Why drink eggnog? Just get a milkshake. I was like, they are not the same. No, no, they are. And here's what I'd like to say to you. Um, You know what's funny is this isn't a joke in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is absolute fact. But then I'm laughing because it's clearly wrong, but I still believe that it is absolute fact. Well, my Um, friend Dave Barnes says you don't have to be right. Just be sure. (laughs) Well, here's something I am sure of. Eggnog tastes terrible and nobody likes it. I believe they like it for one of three reasons. One, okay. it kind of reminds them of a milkshake and who wouldn't want a vanilla milkshake? And just get a milkshake, sure. Okay. So g- generally, yeah. I mean, but if you're wa- <laughs> but if you're walking into a Christmas party and someone hands you a milkshake, you're going to be like, what are the chances? But if they hand you an eggnog, <laughs> you're like, all right, fine. Two, I think, egg- <laughs> I, think, I think eggnog is very nostalgic. So when you taste it, you're like, gosh, I remember the first time I had a real good talk with my grandfather 15 years ago and we were drinking eggnog. Man. Oh my gosh. This tastes just like that time I was it's... dreaming of being a vet. Exactly. <laughs> were you ever wanting to be a vet? That was a perfect example. Everyone wants to be a vet. That's totally that right. It's part of a childhood rite of passage. I would right. love for someone to tweet us and tell us they didn't want to be a vet. Because no, every... I would tweet back, I don't believe you. Right, because at some point we all thought I would like to pet dogs as my job. <laughs> That's right. That's I like exactly right. I like dogs. Why wouldn't I want to pet them and get paid? Why wouldn't I want to like just be around dogs and cats all the time? Animals are fun, oh, and the horses are cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. The third option for why you like eggnog is that it is mm. filled with bourbon, and <laughs> and basically you like bourbon, and you're willing to let someone right. destroy your perfectly fine bourbon with eggnog. But right, I don't right. It's a vehicle. At that point, it's just a vehicle for the bourbon. So back to you, Annie, Annie F. Downs. Exactly right. Yes. Do you fall under one of those three or can you no, honestly say? I, well, the nostalgia feels real to me. Yeah. Also, the the Downs family, I, I did not know you put bourbon and eggnog growing up. Maybe maybe they did really. didn't maybe that maybe the adults did that the kids did not do that weirdly. Trust me, your, so, your parents did that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take that to Tom and Pam and see what they say. Tom and Pam. Um, but we loved. Yeah, I mean eggnog was like a thing. But I'm hearing you. Here's what's true. I'm hearing you on the nostalgia thing because if I don't like runny eggs, why do I like drinking them? 
Right. No, if you right? think about eggnog, it is de- repulsive. Yeah, it's it's eggs. So so it makes me wonder, like, was eggnog born in, like, the Great Depression as, like, here's our one Christmas treat, a cup of sugar, and we'll let's mix some eggs with the yeah. milk and oh, make yeah. them drink it. Oh, yeah. Right? Was, like, is that where it came from? Oh, yeah, Annie. It was late at night, and you came home from college, and your dad was still wrapping gifts for mom, and, oh, you helped <laughs> right. him out, and you guys had quite a laugh, and then you cried because you missed home a little bit, and he was just there for you. And you right. Eggnog. And then he poured me a glass of eggnog, and <laughs> all my memories are tied <laughs> right Right. There. And then he said, Annie, it's time for you to try bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you like that eggnog, yeah. kid, trust me, you need to grow. <laughs> that stuff's up. gross. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Well, I'm the dream of my life is that now they make almond milk eggnog, which hmm. is great because I'm dairy free. So it is great to have. But then I have found myself going, "Am I really going to buy that? Am I going to buy that? No. Do I need to like keep that in my fridge? As no. like for no." No, no, you're not. You're going to buy it for a party and everybody's going to get like the little perfectly white teacups of it that are going to be great. You're going to sprinkle the little thing on top and nobody likes it, but they're all going to love it. Yeah. And they're all going to drink it. And then when we're cleaning it up, every cup has like a film on the inside (laughs) because there was an egg juice in there. That's why (laughs) we're ruining everybody's Christmas. Totally. You just dump eggs like punch on, uh, what's it, (laughs) on chips. Remember, he used to drink right. like three eggs oh, out of the cup. For sure, Ugh, gross. Totally, and you just throw a little milk and sugar in there, and you've got eggnog there, buddy. That, that's what it is. Merry Christmas. I think, yeah, Merry Christmas to you. That's what they did on the Christmas episode, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so this weekend, I had to buy wrapping paper mm-hmm. for the first time. And it's very, I mean, not for the first time in my life, but for the first time in a long time, because I kind of hoard wrapping paper and repeated over and over again the same wrapping paper every year for my family. Wait, 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 wait. When people are unwrapping gifts, you save the wrapping paper? No, 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 no. I just at one point bought a very large roll, and I am a ninja about not wasting a square inch of it. I see. So I can, I can make, I Tetris- Every Christmas that is worth of wrapping paper. Annie, I am so impressed by that. Yeah, I, I believe in it. I, I, that is amazing because I am a accomplished adult. Like I have like, <laughs> I have a master's degree and I've like successfully. In Myers-Briggs. Yeah, I've, right, exactly. I have in myself. In right, <laughs> I did a master's degree and it's not your fault. Is this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so, yes okay go ahead with your adulting only someone who has experienced some sort of counseling <laughs> would be enjoying that oh for sure for sure that that but we got a lot of people who appreciate counseling in our world so oh sisters and That's, brothers i have been in counseling yes. i've i have bought i've shared this before i could buy an aston martin with the amount of money that oh. i've been counseling Listen, I had a guy say to me yesterday, I've bought three different counselors a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. It's the best. Yeah. But among the, despite my abilities, when I wrap something, like even when I'm really trying, really, really trying, it still looks like I'm just like, hey, mom, I made this for you. Like It's, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's like the worst so thing. So you haven't, you haven't switched to bags? I tried. And but tissue you, paper? But the thing is, is Brienne is so thoughtful and so good at wrapping that I want to try to like meet that thoughtfulness, right? And show that I didn't just like take her like gift and throw in a bag. There's nothing wrong with bags, but I'm trying to like. You're trying to I'm trying to match. Put, right. I'm trying to be equal sequel 
And sure. it ends up. <laughs> well, what? Wait, what? Have you not Sequel, heard this? Sequel, sequel. It's, it's the phrase of your life that you didn't even know about. So my friend Sarah Jackson taught it to me. Can I talk to you about this? Do we have time? Yeah, I need to know because right. I want to say it all the time. Sequel, sequel works out a lot of ways. First of all, it can work out in a really petty way, which is actually the way I use it most. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So like if you, if your friend starts dating somebody and they both show up and you're just like, huh, him. Like, and you're just surprised because you just can, you just wouldn't have bet that to the, you know what I'm saying. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Like, huh, I didn't even know they knew each other. Now they're dating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I wouldn't have seen her with that, with that kind of guy. He's like, uh, you know, she's kind of like, whatever. They're not equal sequel. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Most (laughs) couple, most couples are basically equal sequel. Okay. And then, then sometimes, you know, and so generally, like, you see, you know, a friend married to some guy, and you're like, okay, yeah, they're both, like, you know, if on, a, on an attractiveness scale, they're both the same. On a intelligence, they're both the same. Everything is just equal, she equal. Right? She equal. Equal, she equal. My friend Sarah Jackson taught me that, and it's awesome. So when you're, you know, I'm, like, in, in this marriage and trying desperately to be equal, she equal with someone that is incredibly thoughtful, incredibly smart, and uh, I end up giving her these wrapped presents that look literally like I just gave it to her, you know, white lab and said, go, go do what you need to do. <laughs> Here's some paper and some tape. Right. I'll be back in 25 minutes. <laughs> right. Here's a craft project for the elderly. Go for it. <laughs> That's my favorite laugh of yours when you can't recover. <laughs> And you're offended and you can't stop. But I'm, yeah, I'm equal parts offended and entertained, which right. is how I live my life most days. That's, that's right. Equal, sequel. Okay. So great. Equal, sequel. And so it's not about having women and men paid the same, it's about a relationship and I matching. Mean, Got it. Ultimately, that is the equal, sequel is pretty much done when that is accomplished. But until Got it. that point, Got everything it. is messed up. Equal, equal. Okay, well, I'm into that. I'm into. You know what's going to mess you up though is you're going to see friends. You're going to be at church this weekend, and you're going to see two people walk in, and you're just going to go like, "Huh, not equal, equal." I'm not what I was was expecting. I mean, I have a couple in my mind that I'm like, they are not equal, equal. Right, and sometimes equal, equal. They were surprising. Right, that's right. You you don't catch it at first, and you're like, oh, cool, yeah, they they both seem great. And then you start to get into it and you realize like she really is going to start like an incredible small business and it's actually going to kind of crack the code on how nonprofits can also be profitable and change the world. Right. And he is like super into vaping and Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all I have to do is in my head, I'll just shake my head and go, oh. Not equal, she equal. Not equal, she equal. Yeah, they are not equal, she equal. They're both the same attractiveness, but once you peel the onion. Right. Oh, boy. (laughs) Good gravy. The insides do not match. Okay. Okay, so you are a terrible rapper. I would have never thought that. I would have thought that you kind of, your, how do I say, attention to detail? Your hot takes kind of... um, but that's what fail he, safes. That's what that's I want. Your fail, fail safes safe. would lead you to be a very good rapper. 
But that's what makes me crazy is that I try so hard and I watch Brienne like fold the corners in. Oh yeah. Keep it up and, do, and it just seems like this quick effortlessly th- effortless thing, even just to wrap a box. And then I do the same thing. Yeah. So the attention detail. So now I can just pass it off on the kids and be like, the kids, the kids wrapped. <laughs> <Isn't that cute?" laughs> Yet the kids are funny because they do a better job than I would. That's right. They're like, uh, Dad, I want you to quit calling that my work. Yeah. Because my work is stellar. Right. Here's the other thing to me about it. And I just had coffee with a songwriter here in town, and we were talking about things like this. And is it somebody famous? uh, No. I I mean, no. It's a songwriter. Because I kind of want you to name drop. I like think that's really fun. (laughs) He he will not want me to name drop. Can you give us Uh, a rhyme of who it might be? Is it... Uh, oh my gosh! Te- I don't this know. This is how. terrible. This is terrible to do to him, but I'm just going to do it. Love this. It's my buddy, my buddy Chris Rice. You love Chris Rice. Wow. Everybody loves Chris Rice. So listen, yeah. if you live a life where you get to sit down and have coffee with Chris Rice, you say it. That's cool. <laughs> it is very. He's he's wonderful. He is going to string me up for doing that, well, <laughs> just because he's kind of like loves not being out and about in the public eye anymore. Like I get that, and I I respect. Mr. Rice's, but also like, that's just cool to be Chris Rice. I know, I know like people put on their pant legs one leg at a time, but then like some people write Chris Rice songs. So he's just, (laughs) that's right. That's just better than the rest of us. (laughs) That's right. He is, he, he is a better human than me. That's for sure. He, um, anyway, we were talking about how one of the problems with jobs, with creative jobs is there's no end. Mm. So there's no like, so, so he is really good at like n- crunching numbers. And I think of rapping as the same way is like one of the reasons I love rapping gifts is that I can end it and it's a completed project. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, ah, oh, look, I put 30 minutes into doing this wrapping of a gift or Just, multiple gifts right and they are finished and they, that is the only time i will do that right because for you even when you finish a book you kind of need to start working on the next one or want to or have ideas or could probably totally. be or another podcast like you're so creative you could do yeah i could see how that would be really yeah satisfying. or when you after you write a book then it goes to editing and then it goes to cover design and then they want you to start marketing it and so then you need to do other pieces around the book and then you're talking about the book for six months and then you're you're holding the book and you're selling the book and you're signing it. You know, it just it it never ends with a book. It is until the next one is already started. Yes. I worked at, I, people ask me what my favorite job is. And I, you know, I work for IJM. We're ending slavery. I've worked at just a great church. I work for relevant, all that good stuff. Aaron's leak detection. I helped my friend (laughs) detect pool leaks. We detected pool leaks and we drove around. Why have we never known this? Well, if you're on Relevant, I was, I've been, if you've listened to the Relevant podcast, I've been giving pool leak detection tips for three years. It's been. No, I do listen to the podcast. I may have missed your, I may have randomly missed well, you. I will, yeah, I will hop in this week with another hot one for you then. Thanks. Um, Thanks. But it was the same kind of thing, right? We would go to a thing, go to a, go to a house, something was wrong. We would leave that house an hour and a half later. It was all fixed. No water yep. is leaking. Everyone's happy. There's just the satisfaction. But I think we have to like insert those kind of things into our actual life. Don't we? Like, even yes. if it's just something silly like wrapping presents, yes. something finite that just makes us feel like we, but why is it that we need that? Why do we need to feel like we finish something? I don't know. I mean, I think it's one of the things I've really struggled with switching from teaching school to writing full time hmm. is teaching school ended in June. 
like oh, that right. class was gone. I the papers were turned in. I had cleaned up my desk. The you know like the classroom's clean. I will be back in eight weeks and I'll start again. Hmm. And then I know that it goes until June and then I start again. And even the summers I did summer school, it my classroom still ended and started again. And I don't I don't get to do that in this job. Hmm. I don't get to have endings. They're, you know, like right now we're talking about fall of 2017 and books that are coming out in 18 and 19. Yeah. And, you know, so, so I, I don't, I, it doesn't stop. <laughs> Makes Annie, me feel a little crazy sometimes. Annie, can I ask you some questions about that? Sure. Yes. But can I also say that I'm yes. super grateful that it doesn't stop because I love my job. It's no. not about, it's not about, oh no, it's that like, how, how do we end a school year in this job? No, it's the complete seek, seeking of balance in all parts of our life. The things That's that we right. love, we also have to take a break from. It's all of that. That's we right. need That's right. va- vacations, even though we love our home. It's all of that. So it, yeah, it makes That's sense. Right. That's right. Okay. When you went out to be a writer, did you have a thing in your head that was like, this is something I have to say to the planet. And so I'm going to write like, or is it been sort of like, here's what I have to say now. And then God willing, like actually God willing, something else is going to pop up for me to be able to write the next book. Or is it like, did you have a thesis of your, as a writer? No, no. I mean, I started because the, the youth group I was working with, I was a volunteer at my local church's youth group and Mm -hmm. the, the young women in the high school wanted a new resource. Hmm. So that's why I started. I just wrote a Bible study for them. Wow. Um, so no, I never, I mean, I always loved books because my, one of my grandmothers, you'll love this. One of my grandmothers was a librarian and the other owned a used bookstore that was only open on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Or if you ran into them, like there was like the luck of the draw. (laughs) Oh, that is the right kind of business. Right. It was awesome. And so I worked there a lot on Saturdays, like helping them. I worked there, put that in quotes. I probably, my parents were probably, like asking my grandparents to babysit, but um, (laughs) I worked there on Saturdays a lot and helped out and read. And so I've always loved books, but I never planned to write them. They just, that first one happened. And then I kind of got this like, oh, I wonder if I can do this again. I wonder if there's something else. So that's what it feels like in your writing. It doesn't feel like you were writing in order to like build a brand and do a thing. It felt like there was something like you couldn't not say and you couldn't say it elsewhere and you had to say it on this scale. So you wrote. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, Yeah, that is how it feels. It kind of go, it kind of feels like God gives me stories to tell. And so far the best outlet to tell them, Hmm. I live them. And then the best outlet to tell them is through books. Yes. Like, like your next book, and I think I can, well, we've talked about this. I can reveal the name of it. Hequel Sheequel. <laughs> <laughs> the, right. 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 And subtitle, eggnog. Pocket Full of Hard Eggs. Pocket hard Boiled Eggs. That's right. the subtitle. One Girl's Journey Back to Eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> Hequel Sheequel. <laughs> One Girl's Journey to Make Everyone Love Eggnog. Everybody's going to love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to dream about the next book, though I start it. Real, I mean, I start writing it in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's hard to dream about it because you you feel like you aren't done. I'm not done with Looking for Lovely. I have so much left to do and say around that. Hmm. But the way scheduling works, this book, I write it in a couple of months, and it comes out a year and a half later. Gosh, I cannot imagine. But that's the back to your close personal friend, Chris Race, oh, who, singer-songwriter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the, that's the thing, right? You, you're on this creative treadmill that you really can't stop. Even when you're like off for the holidays and the calendar's clear, you're still running. 
So, yeah. and that's it's that's, why I go see a lot of movies because oh, if right. I'm in a theater, my brain can stop. That's when I stop writing and reading. Is when right. I'm in a movie theater. Oh gosh, Annie, have you seen Rogue One? No. Did you love it? I need to see it. I I have seen the one before that. That shows you what a good fan I am. I saw the other new one, but I haven't seen this one. Yeah, it was like a year ago. The Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah, The Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh yeah, I saw Rogue One. It was the best. It was. Uh, have you seen Manchester by the Sea? No, I literally have only Dude. seen Rogue One in the last two months. So I oh, see. Yeah, okay. But Manchester it's, by it's, the Sea. I, it has some bad language, so I wouldn't suggest it to everyone. But I love bad um, language. I'd suggest it to everybody. <laughs> Take the kids. I think everyone should say the words they hear, no matter what they mean. <laughs> Take the kids. Have a good time. Take yeah. your grandma. Have a clear it up later. Clear it up later. Um, That's the Casey Affleck movie, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a handsome dude too. I know you probably. He he's a good-looking character. Sure, of course I can. I think yeah. I think both of us can freely well, say. But I don't want to put you in that spot. Is what I'm saying. And you know. Oh, well, but, I'm not like, gonna. Th- I'm not gonna date him probably anytime well, soon. You guys might be equal sheeple. Maybe you don't know. I mean, maybe we will. Let's see if he wins any awards and then see if we can be equal sheeple. Right. Well, he should get nominated and lose like I do. So that would be, then we're equal sheeple. Man, I was rooting for you that (laughs) night. And then then Twitter kind of went quiet. And then you kind of were like, you pivoted and were like, so grateful for all the. So cool. Yeah. Most people never get nominated for a thing in their life. That's right. I would love for you to have won. Oh, listen, that that was the thing. That's probably one of my biggest lessons of 2016 Hmm. is losing is it can be painful and nominating can be an honor at the same time yes being nominated can be an honor you know because that is the truth i mean five books in 2016 were picked Hmm. to be nominated that is unbelievable i can't believe it also i hated losing i hate losing but i'm so thankful that someone someone who wrote down that list passed my book on the internet and put it in there or somewhere it got there uh you know who's won a lot of awards Chris, Chris, Chris Ryan. Ryan. A lot of double words. 1998, six, nominated for six. That's pretty cool. Chris Rice, Annie's friend. <laughs> oh, we were. We were until today. We were I, friends until today. I don't have a lot of famous friends, like at all, but I have made a decision that what famous friends I ever have in my whole life, I'm going to be unabashedly open about it because yeah. I think it's cool. Like, yeah. I know Kevin Max. I think that's yeah. neat. Other, I think that's cool. You know Kevin Max. Yeah. Other people probably think that's cool. If he's embarrassed by that, he can sever the friendship. <laughs> he or it. he can let Eddie sever it for him, as in case you're doing for me and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris is going to gently, gently back away from this. Oh, Annie can't oh, this gosh. week. Sorry, I'm in the studio. Oh, I would love to, love to get together in the new year. Let's definitely, of 2018. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I will totally call you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, tell me what other Christmas – I have another Christmas question for you, but do you have any What do you have any favorites or least favorites of Christmas that we've got to tackle? Uh, well, my absolute favorite is – I mean, I just love Christmas Eve and the candlelight service and all of that. Like, I, Oh, do you? What's the, what's the Koffeltz family tradition on Christmas Eve? It is very simple because I was a pastor for many, many years and I've only not been working on Christmas the last two years. So typically the tradition was, bye everybody. And I leave at at 10 a.m. And it was a privilege. I loved it. So I would, most of the old traditions I have on Christmas Eve are with my, you know, people I used to work with. And those were super fun. 
Um, but the last that's a neat idea that churches would have traditions with their staff to make it. Yeah, it was it's very sweet. And it's it's fun to because as we are leading in celebration, we are celebrating as well. And so it was beautiful. Um, I hope all churches do that. I've never been on church staff, but I hope that's a normal thing. I hope so, too, because it does also feel a lot like work (laughs) like that night. Yeah, sure. Like giving a sermon is still work. Putting out yeah. the coffee and getting the flyers ready is still a lot. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so we go to a church around us, and the girls get all dressed up, and I try to get dressed up to look nice in the picture with them, and <laughs> we, because they're just you know all three, Brianne and even Lucy are just all so beautiful, and then every mm. time I'm in a picture, I'm just like, oh come on. I, <laughs> He equals she equals. That was not equal she equal with their little beautiful blue eyes and brown eyes and dresses and their oh, smiles. They are adorable. You're sweet to say that. Um, so anyway, so then we go to church and then we leave and we go to the only restaurant that is open, which is Perkins. And we okay. eat some pancakes at Perkins and we have a good talk and we laugh about it all. And then we go home and the girls go to bed. Now this year is different because they just got into Santa. We weren't going to do Santa. But all of a sudden, they're into it. So now we're into it. Let's just insert a little spoiler alert here, just in case. I don't know where you're going with this story, but we're just going to say we're about to talk about Santa. So just give parents the chance in case all, the whole family's okay. listening. And he's and he's absolutely real, and he's going to come to your house and bring presents, and you've got to go to bed. Now, now, pause, <laughs> now pause continue. Yeah, now pause the show because <laughs> we got business to do here. So we weren't going to do the whole Santa thing. We weren't like anti-Santa. Sure. It just kind of never came up. I don't know. Um, sure. And this year they're real into it. So now we'll come home and do the whole cookies. It's really, really traditional. But then my favorite thing that I do, I stay up really late on Christmas Eve because the Vatican live streams their morning Christmas morning service with the Pope. Ah, that's cool. So I pour a really nice little uh, little bit of scotch, and we can yeah. edit that out if you need, but I'd love nope. it. And I watch the Pope, and then I fall asleep. So did you watch the Pope before it was this Pope that everyone loves? Oh, yeah. I've been down with the Pope since uh, since he, like, since the early days. Okay. Not of the papacy. So this but is, yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> Since Peter, if you will. Right. Um, it seems that the Pope is very, he is very popular with a lot of people. I just didn't know so it. Hard. And so I'm glad, I'm interested to know that that was longstanding in your. I am faith. actually deeply, deeply drawn to liturgy. And yeah. so the incense and the chanting and everything just. Yeah, you're about all that. It really brings me into that. So how yeah. boring is my Christmas? You were like what? waiting for what me to like. Mean? No, that, no, what do you mean like, boring? No, but it's just like so regular, but it's like so fun to be like regular little family. Oh my gosh, you have a tradition that your kids will always remember. I think that is fantastic. It's so sweet. Well, you're sweet. Yeah. Okay, what do you do on Christmas Eve? Uh, Christmas so Eve? I go to my parents' house and we go to church. Wow. My church we grew up at, sort of our, our church split after when I was a freshman in college. And so oh, not funny. where I grew up, but the other church now is where my family goes. Oh, interesting. And yeah, it's been 20 years, I guess. And Are there still echoes out of that or is it all done? Um, In my heart or in the community? Because <laughs> I, I think... I, I think in you. the community, it's it's fine, I think, yeah. at this point. I think it is really hard to grow up in a building because mm. we were, I mean, we went to church 
if the doors were, I used to say, if the doors were open and the Coke machine was taking quarters, we were there, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so it's, it's, there is sadness to me still that there is a building that I know so well. I mean, I could mm. still, I could probably walk the whole thing with my eyes closed and still find all the bathrooms. Mm. Um, mm. It's sad <laughs> that so much of my faith life and history of my faith is connected to a building I can't go to anymore, but uh-huh. still exists in the center of our hometown. But Do you know what are, I mean? Those buildings matter, though, don't they? Right? It's, yeah, I mean, there, and I think that's okay. It's not. I don't worship the building, but I think. Oh, no. But there is sadness. Yeah, so there's some sadness for me still. Like one time, gosh, not that long ago, since I've lived in Nashville, I just drove by and I parked, and the doors were open to the room where the youth group meets. Oh. And so I just like walked in. Oh man. <laughs> and I just was like. Man, it was like a Tuesday at four, you know, oh, like yeah. it was like a nothing was going on. They probably were painting or something. And I thought, man, my kids won't ever know this building. And my little sister mm. doesn't really know this place. And but man, my like I, my whole life, my whole childhood till I went to college was in this building. Well, this is our home. Yeah, this is our home. Yeah. This is where we grew up. So now there's no I mean, our new church is our church. I went there as an adult and right. we, I love it. And my pastor there is still the pastor I call when I need a pastor to speak into my life, hard mm-hmm. and good things. Mm-hmm. He is a great Tom Tanner. He is such a gift to my life and an amazing pastor. Yeah. So no, there, I mean, it's an amazing church and it's doing great things in the community. There's still trickles of sadness in my heart about it, but that's what happens with church splits, right? You know, yeah, that's the, and that's it's a brand new thing. It's not even what existed when the church split. It's a new thing, but it's a beautiful part of the community. And I think the churches get along well. Our it's, churches and at home can work together a lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is sweet. And it, but it speaks to the, like the power of church and also the responsibility of trying to make it so that your church never splits because there's just yeah. part of it. It's like, you can never go home again and you're never, yeah. it's never going to be as it, even if all of a sudden you guys went back to the building, like the people aren't there and the, yeah, that's it's just right. not, it can never be as it should be or as it, I guess. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons I actually lived in my college town for a couple of years after college, because I thought I don't belong to this new thing. I can't go back to the old thing. I like my college church, you know, like (laughs) I like where I'm at in Athens, Georgia. So, so it actually, I mean, it was a big life, but I also was caught in a really weird year, right? Because I wasn't in my parents' house, but I was barely out. It was my freshman year. Totally. So it was just my, I probably had a weird experience amongst the people that experienced this because of the year I was that it happened. And I I don't mean to put too fine a point on this, but this is why everybody likes eggnog, right? It just... I realize <laughs> I don't want to wreck. I don't want to wreck this beautiful moment, and you can get back to it. But sure. it's not about eggnog. We just yeah. like to go back to it. Yeah, yeah. It's there you like, go. You're right. We like to wander around our old youth room and listen to OC Supertones. And oh, right. The best. OC Supertones. What a great. I mean, Five we saw friends. Audio Adrenaline in eighth grade, and I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. That concert. when that when that drum riser goes up and that oh. guy is spinning. Can you even believe what you're saying? No, no. Eighth grade Annie couldn't. She could not believe it. Did you have a kid in your youth group that had the Dr. Seuss hat on and was that kid? Always. Yeah, for sure. Every youth group has that. I saw, I was in a coffee shop yesterday and I ran into a youth pastor that I know meeting with a student and the student was dressed as Buddy the Elf. I was like, there's always that kid in the youth group. (laughs) Right. He's in public in the middle of a Monday in a coffee shop dressed like Buddy the Elf. I get you. I was friends with you too. Was that youth pastor Chris Rice? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's oh. more famous. He's more famous. Um, uh, okay, so here's our Christmassy thing. We go to church. Yeah. And then we go to the Waffle House. 
<laughs> See, perfect. Like, we load up and go, our whole extended family, we take up a lot. I mean, there's sometimes there's upwards of 15 to 20 of us eating at the Waffle House together after church. See, that's perfect, right? It's just like Perkins. It's just it's like just, Perkins, yeah. It's just a, it, there's something like uncluttered and familiar and easy and perfect about it. And it's open. Yes. I know. And it's open. Here's what's the easiest part. Right. It's open. And the women who work there are so friendly and uh, so happy to be there. I'm not being sarcastic. They are literally like, yay, can, we yeah. love we love this job. I mean, I think the people who in, in the my Waffle House experiences, which is significant amount, <laughs> I have very rarely run into a disgruntled worker. Right, they're, they're a good company. They're, they're just glad. They're just glad to be there, and I love it. I think it is great. So, and that's generally, most people are pretty happy when they're at a Waffle House. Yeah, right. Because they're yeah, they know they know what they're getting. They right. know they're getting scattered, sc- smothered, covered, chunked, whatever you want. They you know. are. You couldn't have been more from Georgia in that moment if you tried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when I moved to Scotland for six months, the first meal I had when I came home was Waffle House. <laughs> oh man, you had had enough like haggis or whatever. And yeah, like, exactly. Me, I was like, exactly. take me back to the scattered. Yeah, oh, that's it. I love that. You're Double scattered thing. is the trick, but. Double scattered. Just put that in your back pocket. Double scattered is the trick. Double scattered. People don't it, know. What does that mean? It means that they they really crisp them all up. Oh. S- scattered is means you get some crisp, crispy edges and some smushy middle. Mm-hmm. Um, double scattered means crispy straight through, man. It's so it's basically one piece. You could lift it up like a hash brown. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I'm super it's down with that. Yeah, yeah, you should try that next time. Next, next, uh, next time you're frequenting the Waffle House. Oh, oh, we go. Yeah. Every time that I was going to make a really awful joke just then. Yes, I will. <laughs> oh, editing. We're so proud well, of you for editing yourself. Yeah. Well it, done. it was really, really rude and disrespectful. Not to you. Wow. To, yeah. It was but just... to the world. So the world didn't need to hear it. That's great. We'd already <laughs> right. gave the Santa spoiler. I didn't give a like offensive spoiler. So right. like this guy is not a is not a good man. Yeah, <laughs> here's your warning. <laughs> That's what Ira Glass always says at the beginning of This American Life. Oh, yeah. Quick warning, you know? Okay, yeah. speaking of This American Life, here's That's one fun. thing I have to do. Listen. I have a lot of traveling this year, and I'm okay. going to be listening to a lot of podcasts. And I know you're a podcast guy. You're on like 19 of them. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Tell me what what podcasts you listen to and love. Okay, so that's a hard question because I get asked that pretty frequently because I do get to be a part of a lot of shows. So I will go with what I am like currently sort of obsessing on. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, do that. Currently is there's one called How I Built This. It's an NPR (gasps) podcast. Everyone is talking about it. My friend Camille just talked about it at lunch. Okay, so it's the, do you like Shark Tank? Uh, Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's, you could have said no, it would have been okay. We would have still been I mean, I get it. I don't I, I I don't sit down and watch it unless a company I care about is on it. I but but I I can understand the draw to it. So continue. Th- this how I built this is basically interviews with people who are like the other side of Shark Tank. So they totally built this incredible company, and oh, now it's like they're interviews coming with the sharks. It's exactly what it is. So this like the one there was one recently with the guy who founded Patagonia, and Ooh. you hear the story, and it's just crazy how hard it is to start a business, but also how differently this guy thought about all of marketing and thought about the entire company. And it's just, I love those kinds of shows. I think first of all, cause there's like, I think everybody has sort of like a, an idea in the back of their head of like, I'd like to start something. And so it itches that, but I also just love shows that are about human ingenuity. Like what yeah. you can do. And so I love that show, how I built this. That So that's like a good road trip you want. If you just okay. want something that's not going to really like, 
like be real heavy. You right, know, right. Like, you can you like need to pay attention, but you don't have to like take notes like cereal. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. Or super intense. Um, yeah. Conversely, my f- other favorite podcast. You know the Brilliance, like the band. Uh huh. Like they're the best. I love yeah. their music, and it destroys me. Um, they started a podcast where they are going through a song at a time of their new album that isn't released oh, yet. Oh boy. So That's like smart. they're going, so it is super smart, but it also adds such depth to the music because at the end of the podcast, they've done this like fully produced 25 minutes of conversation around the topic that really is the topic of the song. And at the end of it, they play the song and it's just really deeply moving. So I just listened to episode three which had Savannah Guthrie on it, today's show. Oh, sure, yeah. Right? She was the guest. Why? Yeah. Right, because she's talking about how her job in the news is, like, she tries to remain hopeful, but at the same time, it's also really hard because there's a lot of hard things happening in the world, and it talks about how she reconciles her, her life of experiencing all these things, and then it leads into this song called See the Love, which is an insanely beautiful song. It's probably one of my favorite songs of all time. So those are the two I've been listening to like crazy. What episode, what do y'all have coming out from the new activists? Like what should I, which Mm. one should be my next listen? I I think not for me, but for the organization I would listen to. We did, we actually ended the season this week where with uh, a two part episode with Jeremy Courtney. Oh, Um, I love Jeremy Courtney so much. Yeah. So a little bit of backstory, Jeremy founded a, well, you know this, but he founded an organization called Preemptive Love Coalition. And essentially they go into some of the most war-torn, difficult places in the planet and figure out ways to love people. And, and in very practical ways, like here's food, here's water, yeah. um, here's heart surgery. And so they are currently right now, and it's been all over social media, they are currently in the middle of Aleppo, which is one of the very worst and darkest uh, human rights moments in the history of the world, honestly. Um, yeah. And they're in the middle of it. So I did a two part interview with Jeremy and it's just talking about what, how, how is it that you decided to change the world and how can we go and yeah. do likewise? And so for me, yeah. I would, I'd listen to that not because of the new activists though. I'm privileged to have people listen to it, but really like you need to hear what Jeremy has to say. So yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll link to these so people can find oh, cool. it real easily. Because I love building like a, here's my podcast playlist for this flight or for this car ride. or Right. So Especially because you you, you right. have your favorite ones that you subscribe to, and then those are done. And you're like, well. Totally. You know, like, <laughs> I don't want to go to the most popular ones just on the podcast page. Right. Um, right. Man, I looked at pictures. We're not going to dig too deep into this because yeah. we don't have to here. But yeah. I looked at pictures of Aleppo before all this happened. Yes. And that was one of the most eye-opening things I have experienced yet is seeing what Aleppo looked like before. Because I've only seen these pictures of khaki buildings that are destroyed. Oh. And it was beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, it is really what is happening there. A country is being zeroed out. The people, I mean, and and that is, it is just an an atrocity and it's so complex. Um, But so... But I also feel like this is the time of year a little bit where I'm focusing hard on Christmas, but I'm also pivoting a little bit to like, what's the new year resolution? 
going to look yeah. like? What what's going to matter this year? And runny eggs, of course, is like was well, true. Certainly. I was super that's into the, them. That's the lead. Yeah. Right. But it's like, <laughs> but outside of that, where, what are we looking forward to? And so I feel like learning about like what's happening in Aleppo. I think it matters. I think it, there's something that there's some response that we as Christians have to have. have I don't know what, have. Yeah. yeah. it may just be giving money to preemptive love, which is important and do that. But yeah, uh, I do. I love them. Yeah. I support them monthly. I'm like so yeah. sure that Jeremy's doing what, what we're called to do. I just yeah. believe in him and Jessica so much. They are the, doing. They I'm are the real deal. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think every penny I give them is helping people. I know that. No, like, that's I know right. It. Oh, that's and right. And so that makes me really happy where I don't have to go like, I mean, how much of this is going to something that isn't directly helping people and mm-hmm. and Jeremy's directly helping people. Uh, well, right. Annie well, Downs. Um, <laughs> I love, so let me tell you what I can't quit listening to. And that is, oh my gosh, I can't remember all of a sudden. Alec Baldwin's, oh. uh, what's the thing? Is that what it's called? What's the here's thing? The, here's, here's the, the thing. thing. What is wrong it's with the, me? It's the best. And his, his, here the thing, here's the thing is my very favorite. And I listen to all of them. And I always listen to This American Life. Those are mine. Oh, oh yes. And you've listened to Radio Lab, right? Yes, I do like a lot of Radio Lab stuff. But This American Life is really art. This American yeah. Life and Here's the Thing are just really great, aren't they? Yeah, they just are. It's just people doing this format really well in a really mm. interesting way. That also, I don't have to like. Um, I can walk through an airport and listen and pull out one earbud if I see someone I know or get a bottle of water and not be like, oh, I have to rewind, you know, mm-hmm. just like, yeah. it's just easy, listen, easy listening, Eddie. It is, it is Billy Ocean in the back that of right. just, and yeah. the relevant podcast is great for road trips because it's long. It is uh, two hours and it's entertaining. It is highly entertaining and it'll last you a long time. It is I a two hour show. Yeah. yeah. We have people good. that have done cross country trips and just save up a few episodes. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. That's right. That's right. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for spending Christmas party with us. Hey, I'm not afraid to say it. Merry Christmas, Annie. <laughs> I'm not afraid to hear it. No. I appreciate you being back on the podcast. You're a yeah. hero. Kyle, this was a real pu- uh, real privilege. I love this, and you're great, and I let's text each other pictures. I'll get you from Perkins, and you get me from Waffle House. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, buddy. All right. Merry All Christmas, right. bud. Cheers. And that, friends, is how you end a good party with a good conversation. I'm so grateful to Eddie and all the crazy directions we went today. (laughs) I love it. I love talking to that guy. I hope you enjoyed it as well. What a great conversation to end the year of the podcast. Listen, I just want to take a second while we are all sitting here gathered up and say thank you so much for listening to the That Sounds Fun podcast. This is so become one of my favorite things, one of my favorite ways to connect with you, one of my favorite ways to introduce you to my friends. I just love it. I'm having so much fun doing this with you guys and for you guys. And so I just want to say thanks for listening. It means a lot that y'all say hi on Twitter and on Instagram and that you listen and you leave reviews and you rate it and you share it with your friends. And it just means a lot to me. So thank you. Thanks for showing up here and being a part of this with us. It is It is really, really fun, and I'm really thankful. So I hope you know that, that it matters to me that we get to do this. So thank you. Thank you for listening this year. It has been a really fun year of bringing the podcast back to life. We will be back in the new year with some exciting things that I think you're really, really going to love. 
and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. I hope this season of Advent has been kind to you. I hope that as you spend these next few days anticipating the arrival of Christ, it will do something new in your heart. And I hope your family time is really good if you get to be with family. And if you get to be with friends, I hope that's really good. And I hope you drink eggnog because you should at least try it. That's how I feel. At least try it, whether it's sentimental or not. Okay, just try it. So I hope y'all have a great rest of the year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Please, please go out and do something that sounds fun to you today. And I will see you very soon. It's as good as it gets, but the fact is you're better than Christmas Day. So much better, babe. So much better, babe. Than Christmas Day.